Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sikh Sikha. Really excited to learn together. Today is Ches El, and we are in Parshas Kisete. I'm going to, I have to do it. Big shout out to Mr. Shapiro. Happy anniversary. You should just literally receive all the brachas from all of the things you do for other people, all the energy you spend on other people, and all of the chassidus that you actively spread and put into the universe should come back to you a millionfold and revealed brachas of health and wealth and nachas um, and solemn bias and just like endless, endless pleasure from all of the work you put in. So, Amen. And you're going to love it because the sikha we're doing this week is all about teaching for this. So. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, yeah, let's start off with giving tzedakah. We all give tzedakah. I always think about, like, if every single woman listening to the Zicha gives tzedakah, when we start, it's just like such an incredible, actionable, you know, mitzvah across the globe. Um, so we'll give tzedakah. And with that, Ms. Shapiro, we are ready for you. Please take it away. Thank you. Okay, so here we are learning Chela Chafalid on page 132. And we are following the schedule of Project Lekutte Sichais. This is one of their Sichais this week. Um, I'm going to start first with a story that I think kind of captures the message of the Sicha and the whole perspective that the Rebbe is going to do here. Um, there's a, I don't remember the name of the person, but there was someone who once came to the Rebbe um, with his conflict, his confusion. And he said, when you learn the ideas of Freud psychology, so one of the important ideas that Freud brings out is that if you dig deep enough into a person, even if a person seems to be very sweet and very giving and very humble and very whatever it is, if you go, dig enough, if you go deep enough into a person, you're going to find a part of the person that's self-centered and egotistical and pleasure-seeking. I don't know the exact term that Freud uses for it. And um, there's like this whole concept in psychology. If you deny that part of yourself, if you're not aware of yourself, if you're not aware of that part, it shows up in all these issues that come up in the person later on. So according to this idea, it's like so significant to know that like underneath all of your goodness, you do have some of that raw nastiness underneath it all. And then you open up the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev, this person continued, and the Baal Shem Tev talks about how every single yid is like Hashem's treasured land, Atem Tehili Eretz Chayfetz, and just like if you dig into the land, you're going to find treasures. If you dig deeply into a yid, no matter what you see on the outside, even if you see dirt, even if you see mud, even if you see things that don't look so pretty, if you're going to dig, you're going to find beautiful diamonds and so much worth that every single yid has within, within him. So how do these two mesh with each other? How do the ideas of Freud mesh with the ideas of the Baal Shem Tev? And the Rebbe's answer is very simple. It depends how deep you dig. In other words, if you go past Freud's level, layer, and you keep on digging, then you're going to get to the layer of the Baal Shem Tev. And on that layer, there is a part to every Yid that is pristine and pure and powerful and connected to Hashem, and that's what this Sikha is all about. Okay. Good, good question. So you're saying we're not, we, we don't disagree with the idea of the id, which is what Freud called it. It's just that if you go, it's just that if you go deeper. So it's not that I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if we've analyzed Freud's ideas, but okay. the fact that you're going to find in a person, even past his superficial layers, you're going to find a part of him right. that's nasty doesn't define him that he is nasty. There's something right. even deeper than that. Got it. Thanks. Okay. 
Bekesher mit dem Pasuk Beparshasenu, in connection with the Pasuk of our Parsha. So the Pasuk is going to be very straightforward, but the way we're going to learn it is going to be more like a, like a drush, like a shot out of the Pasuk. So what's the simple meaning of the Pasuk? If a person received the death sentence, if a person was, he sinned and therefore he was deserving of the death sentence, and he was given the death sentence, the Salise al for a short amount of time after the death sentence, he is meant to be hung on a tree. So that's the simple meaning of the Pasuk. But is Yadua as in dem hespid vasterarizal hat maspid given dem ramak hat der geteitsch dem Pasuk. So the Arizal gave a hespid for his teacher, Ramashakar de Vera the Ramak, and he explained the Pasuk in the following way. If you find a person, and that person is chet, the word chet here, Malashan chesaron, the person is lacking. Mishpat maves, a reason for his death. This person never caused any evil, and therefore, why should he die? In other words, what do we find in our world? Hashem is eternal. So what causes death? The disconnection from Hashem. As long as we are fully connected to Hashem at all times, there is no reason for us not to continue on eternally. So in this case, you take a look at this person, and this person, he has nothing that disconnected him ever from Hashem, and therefore, how could it be that this person passed away? And so the Pasuk continues, what you do is, you hang it on the tree, meaning you, not blame, but you um, attribute this person's death to the tree. The reason this person died is because of the story of Itzadas, which caused the decree of death in this world, and and because of that, the person ended up passing away. So the Arizal is telling us that the Ramak was this type of person, a person that that never did anything that was in any way disconnected from the Eibishterm. So there, therefore, where was the source of his death? And the answer was because of the Gzeira that came about through Etzadas, through Etzadas, through the tree of Etzadas. Okay, when we first take a look at this um, hespid, this eulogy that the Arizal gave for the Ramak, so from Shitkis, Halashin is mashma, as der teichen from der drasha, is vi der maimer chazal, that this is very similar, this, this concept, this idea that the Arizal said by the funeral of the Ramak is similar to what we learn in the Gemara. What does the Gemara tell us? There are four people who died only because of the advice of the snake. In other words, only because of the story where the snake went and encouraged Chava to do the sin of Chetetzadas and therefore went on to bring death into this world. That's why these four individuals died and it lists four great people who did no other sin except for that they, that they deserve death. And therefore, the only reason they died is because of the Etyoshal Nachash. So it seems that the Vart of the Arizal is similar to this Vart of the Gemara. And the answer is similar, but actually quite different. In other words, the Arizal is going to be bringing out something that's over and above, that's a new Chidush, over and above the original Vart of the Gemara. What's the difference between the two? So the way we're going to see, yes, they both refer to the story that happened with the Etadas, but they're referring to it from two different angles. Let's take a look at the wording, the difference in the wording. In the Gemara, the expression is, 
They passed away because of the advice of the snake. In other words, came along the snake who pushed Chava to do something that was wrong, who gave this, gave this Eitzah to do something evil, to do an actual sin, and that sin ended up causing the Gzairah to come into the world, the Gzairah of death. The way that the Arizal puts it when he refers to the Ramak, he doesn't mention evil at all. It's because of the eights. It's because of the tree. The tree in and of itself is not evil. The tree actually was a very fine tree. It's the Eitz Hadas. It's a tree of knowledge. It's a very good tree. Not only that, but if Adam had waited three hours until Shabbos, it would have been wonderful for him to eat from that tree. So the tree in and of itself was not inherently evil. So what's going on over here? What's Darizal referring to when he describes the Salise Esal Ha'etz, that you attribute the passing of the Ramak to the tree? So here we see that the Abishter has a plan. And the Abishter sets things up in such a way that the Abishter wanted to bring death into this world. It was part of Hashem's great plan that death should be a part of this world. How does the Abishter set it up so that death should be a part of this world? And by the way, the Rebbe brings here a nice base that actually the Malach HaMavis was created on Yom Rishain before Adam was even created. So you can't even say that Adam was the one who brought death to the world. The Abishter had the Malach HaMavis all set up beforehand. What does the Abishter do? Naira alila al Adam. The Abishter sort of sets us up, puts us into a setup where we do certain actions. In this case, Adam does the sin of the Chetet Tzadas, and that causes the Gzeira to go into effect. But the plan that Hashem wanted was always there, and it was always part of Hashem's intention for this to occur. So let's see the contrast between the Vart of the Gemara and the Vart of the Arizal. The Gemara is emphasizing Nachash, evil. When people give in to evil, what is caused by that is eventually death. The emphasis of the Arizal is Hashem's plan. Hashem has a plan totally nothing to do with anything ra, totally nothing to do with any type of sin. It is part of Hashem's plan that death should come into the world. And so the message of the Arizal is, why did the Ramak pass away? The Salisei Aisei Al Ha'etz, because this is Hashem's plan that death should occur. What's the um, reason why we have two different perspectives going on over here? So we have the Gemara, and we have the Arizal. The Gemara is the perspective of Nigla. The Arizal is the perspective of Said, is the perspective of Nister, is the perspective of Pnimius Hataira. Both the Arizal and the Ramak are known for being the greatest of Mikubalim. When you look at things, when you look at what's happening around you and you just see what seems to be the open revealed facts on the ground, it's the open revealed facts on the ground is that people mess up. People give into to nachash. There is evil and they give into that evil. Comes along the perspective of Pnimius Hataira, the perspective of the Ramak, the perspective of the Arizal, and the answer is no, Hashem runs a plan. This was all put into place by Hashem. This was Hashem's will. This was Hashem's kavana. All the way at the beginning of creation that there should be death coming into this world. So this is a huge like, shift in perspective of what's going on over here. Let's understand it a little bit deeper. If you take a look at Ice Gimel, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm sorry, Ice Dalit. Go to page 134. And I'm going to start reading from the second big paragraph on page 134. The Hasbara and Dem. Let's see the difference between what does it mean when death comes from a place of Itishal Nachash, when death comes because of the 
you know, evil advice of the snake pushing the person to sin, or death comes from Vesalise Isal Haetz, that we attribute it to Hashem's great plan of putting the Eitz, putting the Eitz there in order to bring death into the world. The Hasbar and Dem, their Alter Rebbe's Mavayar and Tarar, the Alter Rebbe explains, as Mesu Beitah Shal Nachash, what does it mean that they end up passing away because of the advice of the snake? So let's see the process of what happens here. Here you have four men. They are great tzaddikim. You take a look at every one of their actions. They're top of the line. Every thought, every speech, every deed, even every desire on their part, right? All the way down through their Esar Kreches and Nefesh, they're tzaddikim gemorim. But is in Zei Nach Giblibin Eiz Hashemetz Mezumas Hanachash Shela Yuchle Lahasirim Mikol V'Kol But when you are living in a space that has, you know, impurity around it, that impurity gets seeped in to the person, and they could not remove that zuma. They could not remove. They could not remove that impurity that came about through the evil of the snake. Unviar is thus mevayer and avaydas adam. What is this? How does the altar explain this? What does this correspond to an avaydas adam? Azumas hanachash. What does it mean? The impurity of the snake. What does it look like in every one of us? Is there inyan from gasos haruach shenasa beteva haadam sheroya es atzmai umakir chesreinei ayadeya shezetayvlei self awareness. In other words, when a person is aware of oneself and feeling yourself. That is an expression of the Zuma of the snake. He's not doing something wrong. He's not doing something evil. He can even still fall in the category of the Sadagamar, but he feels himself. This is me. This is not me. This is good for me. This is not good for me. Men filt zich. Feeling oneself is this, again, very, 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 very subtle expression of the Zuma of the Nachash, of this you know, negative energy that came about through the evil of the Nachash. So, in other words, what does that tell us? What causes the death of these four people? So, the message of the Gemara is that because of Chetet Tzadas, we do have a blemish in the Tzadik. And that causes his death. But not that the Tadik himself did something wrong. It's more just from being in the setting that he's in. Rather, the Nachash brought it into the world, and therefore it has become part of the human condition that we feel ourselves. Now, what's the message? How is it different, the Vert of the Arizal? This is the greater message that's being brought about by the Arizal with his vart of we attribute the death of the Ramak to the tree, different than the way the Gemara puts it, that those four tzaddikim passed away because of the advice of the snake. Der Pegam von Achet, top of the second column, page 134. Der Pegam von Achet can underrated nar Even the most subtle evil that can come about through a sin that, that affects the person, that touches the person in some way, it can only affect the chitzenius of the person. But the inner core of the Jew always remains completely pure. Even at the time that he may be doing whatever sin, the Altar tells us in Tanya, he continues to remain absolutely pure. 
ובפרט מצד פנימיס הנשמה, from the ganzen in your hachet, there is a part of the person's soul that is untouchable by sin, that is always higher than the sin. So when we describe that the nachash brings this, you know, this feeling of self into the world, this zumas hanachash, therefore, as I understand, it's going to get them zumas hanachash, hanachash aydeh hetetadas, as the zuma hanachash had no angerir tichitzenius from yidim. So even that evil that came about through the snake that affects every person, even the greatest tzaddik, it only affects the chitzenius of the person. But it can never touch the pnimius of the yid. Now what happens? On der far b'shas di pnimius hanasham of anayidin is by yemeir begiloi. You have certain great tzaddikim like the Ramak, like the Arizal, that their pnimius of their neshama shines in a revealed outward way. Biz does nem durch sein chitzenius until it overtakes even their chitzenius is by yim nitshayach der in from mesa b'tashal nachash, and therefore those tzaddikim do not die because of any type of Zuma, they die only because this was the plan of Hashem. And this was the message of Darizal when he was giving this Hespit for the Ramak. He was saying, the, the teachers of Kabbalah, those whose job it is in this world to focus on Pneumius, to bring out that Pneumius, to live with Pneumius, they're able to bring it out in such a way that that Pneumius becomes the you know, the reality of their Chitzenius as well. And therefore what ends up happening is Nothing can touch them. Nothing can affect them. Not even the Zumas HaNachash is able to affect them. And they're able to completely live in that higher space, in that higher realm. And we have to stop here for a second. Take a look down at Ha'ara 28. Powerful, fascinating Ha'ara that the Rebbe brings out over here. It's like a little bit hard to wrap our minds around, but it's, it's something very, very powerful. When you look at it, when you look at um, at life through these two different perspectives, it actually gives two defin- two different definitions to death. According to the first definition, the death is something terrible, right? Something that is a terrible, horrible loss in this world. But when we take a look at things through the vert, through the perspective of the Arizal, through the perspective of the Ramak. The death is all part of Hashem's plan, and that plan is only for something good, is only for something wonderful, is only for something special. And that's why you find that certain tzaddikim who are associated with Pnimi Satira, like Rabshem and Bar Yechai, the day of their passing become days of celebration, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a redefining of death. That concept alone is something that we could like kach in and you know, just think about that idea, but we're going to put that aside and go back into the main parts of the Sicha. So this is the message that we see here of what Pneumius HaTayra is coming to teach us. What's the new addition of the Arizal, of the Ramak? And until this point, we've only been able to see people who strive and strive and strive and strive and strive even more and even come to a place of being Tzadikim Gemurim, and yet the Zuma Sanachash is able to affect them. Comes along the Arizal and the Ramak and says, but there's something deeper inside of you. You have a Pneumius to your Neshama. You have a part of you that was never affected in any way, shape, or form by sin. And these Tzadikim are able to live with that Pneumius even in a way that it impacts their Chitzenius. And therefore, everything in their lives is only part of Hashem's great plan. What does this have to do with me and you? I don't think that any of us count ourselves not in the category of the four tzaddikim that the Gemara is speaking about, and certainly not in the category of the Ramak and the Arizal. So what does that have to do with us? So let's jump to Ice Hay, page 135. 
And I have to just warn you before we go into this, the Rebbe is going to like pull a Rebbe, you know, like a classic Rebbe line over here that's just where we stand back and say like, wow, Ashrenu, that we get to be the Rebbe's Chassidim. We live in a time that since the time of the Arizal, we have a mitzvah to reveal this Chachma. So as Afa Pias Mihuzeve Ezehu Asher Arav Libay Tuzagin as Arhat Hashaychis, to the Madregas Hanaf and Ramak and Arizal, even though none of us think that we could possibly hold ourselves up to the level of the Ramak and Arizal, from Desvegin Hayeis Mahat Uns Dertzelt, Eichvegin Dem Inyan, but the fact that we were taught these concepts, it means to us as Efes Katsayu Veshemetz Mineu Eshayach Tzayeder Yedim. Every one of us can be a mini Ramak, can be a mini Arizal. Just like we say about Maisha, how can we possibly say that we can reach the level of love for Hashem that Maisha Rabbeinu reached, but still, some part of it does shine down to every one of us. So now we're going to see how this teaching, this vert, this level of the Arizal, this level of the Ramak, is connected to every one of us. Now watch what the Rebbe is going to do. Uh, this is like, this is one of those mind-blowing moments. In our situation, when it comes to the level of the fourth Sadiqim that the Gemara speaks about, that's out of our league. That's not something that you and I can strive for. In other words, what are those tzaddikim? Those are tzaddikim that just on the chitzanistika level, just on dealing with their garbage, they worked through all of that until they came to a place that there's no garbage personally attributed to them. There is only the zumas hanachash. There is only that impurity that comes from you know living in a world where the nachash rules, where evil hangs out, and therefore that evil ends up giving us that sense of of self-awareness, and that alone impacts the person and makes them, you know, I guess you could say vulnerable to Misa. So to deal with all of our chitzayinis tikadargas, that's only very unique tzaddikim can reach that kind of level, like these four tzaddikim that are described here in the Gemara. But to do what the Arizal is able to do, to do what the Ramak is able to do, even though when we first looked at it, it seems like it's the higher level, it's the harder level, it's the deeper level. Actually, that's the one that all of us can do. That's the one that any of us can do. It's almost like the, very similar to what the Rebbe does with, um, with Tshuva Ilah. Tshuva Tata, we have to dig through all your issues and actually, dig through all your issues and actually you know, fix every single one of them. That's, that's tough work. But Tshuva Ilah? To pick yourself up higher and love the Abishter, that every single yid can do. Masha came reading in the second column, page 135, second paragraph. Masha But the fact that every one of us has a deep neshama, and that deep neshama is untouchable by sin. Every single Jew has that. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what situation you might find yourself in. There is a part of you that is hecher, fanyeder, zuma shachet, that is higher than any of the impurity of sin. 
biz as es kenarus begali mamish and virkin bepayal mamish when lahalacha bepayal. And that part of you is not just something so deep that it's unreachable. It's a part of you that can come out, and it's a part of you that can impact in a very practical halachic way. And here we have the classic example that the Rebbe brings here. We find that's brought down in, in Psak Halacha, that if a person needs to willingly do something, and he's saying, no, 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 based in, can put certain pressures on him until he says, yes. Now, how is that yes concerted willing? And so the answer is because he has that pneumius. He has that part of him that wants to do this. And when you bring out that part of him, it is his true self. It is who he really is. And I'm sure, Etty, as you were describing what you're seeing go on on campus, anyone who's involved in any Chabad house literally watches this happen in front of their eyes. You see people come in, and they're fighting, and they're kicking, and they're screaming, and all they want is Yiddishkeit, and all they want is Neshama. And the second you give them that opportunity, they come alive, and they're able to connect to who they really are. You're not convincing them of something new. You're bringing out who they really are. So this is something that is shayach to every single Jew. We're not necessarily shayach to the level of the tzaddikim of the Gemara, but we are shayach to the level of the Ramak and the Arizal, to be in tune with our Pnimius Hanashama. What does that have to do with us today? Last paragraph on page 135. In our times, every single one of us has a responsibility. It is now our opportunity, it is now our command, it is now our responsibility to bring this out. To bring out that part of ourselves, to bring out that part of others, to bring out that way of perceiving the world. By bringing out the, that deeper inner part of the soul. How do you bring it out? By taking the Torah of the Arizal, taking the Torah of the Ramak, and learning it in a way that you bring it out, learning in a way that you reveal it. How do you reveal, how do you bring out the Torah of the Arizal, the Torah, the Pneumis HaTorah, as Yisparn Sumine, page 136, by learning Chabad Chassidus. Chabad Chassidus takes these ideas and brings them out to our Chitzanius, brings them out to our normal way of understanding things. Business Nem Dorchdem mentioned in Gansen until it completely overtakes the person and becomes the person's identity. So we're living in a unique time. We're living in a time where we all want to function in this way of mitzvah legales zaysachachma. Bring out this reality in every situation, in every person, in ourselves. And the way we do this is by kaching in chabad chsedes. And when those mayanais, those deep wellsprings in the soul, are able to come all the way up to the top and reach even the most far distant parts of the person, then that person, me, you, regular people, reach a place where we're not shayach to sin. In other words, when we're functioning with our deeper reality, with who we really are, this is the place that we're able to reach. We're all able to be in that place of the Ramak. We're all able to be in that place of the Arizal. And this is the Shlachas of today. The mission of our generation today is to take these deep messages of the Arizal, of the Ramak, and bring them out, bring them out in a way that they're real and they're tangible and they're available and they're understandable and they become things that we can live with in our lives. What's the practical message from all of this? 
Here it is, exactly what you're doing right now. Learn Chassidus, teach Chassidus, teach it in ways that other people can understand it, bring it down in terminology that's, that they're able to connect to, that they're able to understand and really, really make their own, and bring out our true Pneumius. We all need to be kaching. This is the mitzvah of our times. We need to be spreading chsidis. We need to be teaching chsidis. We need to be bringing out the wellsprings of pnimi satira. Until they come all the way out to chutza. What does it mean, chutza? Every Jew is ready for this. Every Jew deserves this. This is the way we need to be perceiving and looking at every yid in every situation. Even to those very distant places within the Jew himself, those parts of him that seem to be so not in tune with these ideas. Why? Because every Jew has a part of his neshama that is absolutely connected to this level of pnimius hatayra. And by sitting down and learning Pnimis Hatara with this person, even though, what are you going to have to do when you sit down and learn with this person? You're going to have to translate it into another language. You're not going to be able to teach it to him in the original language of the Mimer. And you're going to have to enable him to understand it in terms of where he's at right now. In other words, you're going to have to word it in such a way that he's going to be able to connect to these ideas in his current situation. What are you doing? What are you giving him the opportunity to do when you teach him chiddus? Is das ma'ayrez and pnimis hanashama unhaipt of aif ma'amadai matzavai? You pick him up. You pick him up, you bring out his Pneumius Hanashama, and you pick him up to that reality, and that becomes who he is. So let's stop for a second right here and just summarize and make sure we got this nice and clear. There's two different perspectives of how we can look at things. One perspective is that we got a lot of stuff and a lot of garbage, and we've got to work on it, we've got to deal with it, we've got to take care of it, and there are certain unique great tzaddikim who take care of it to such an extent that they have no outer chasarin whatsoever. And only the Zuma, only the fact that they're still exposed to negativity around them still makes them vulnerable, Rahman al-Litzvan, to disconnection from Hashem, otherwise known as death. However, there is a mitzvah, we're living in a unique time. And in our unique time, it's time to live the way of the Arizal, the way of the Ramak, where we're supposed to be in touch with a part of our neshama that's untouchable by Avera. And that part of us is our Pneumius Hanashama. That part of us, we are able to bring out to the forefront. We're able to make it part of our consciousness. We're able to make it a part of the way that we function in our day-to-day life. How do we do that? By learning Siddhis, by learning Pneumius Atira, and learning it in such a way that it's real and it's down to earth and it's tangible and it's available to each one of us. And the more we do that, the more we're taking our Pneumius Hanashama and we're bringing it up. We're bringing it up to the top we're bringing it up to impact to those regular day-to-day parts of ourselves. So this is our mission to wherever we go. Remember this, this is our, kind of like our mantra, mitzvah legale sechachma. Whatever situation I'm going into, reveal, reveal, bring it out, bring it out. Let's take a look deeper. Let's take a look at what's really going on over here. Look at the chassidus perspective on how to view the situation. 
And by living in this way of kaching in chassidus and teaching chassidus and explaining chassidus in ways that are practical and real to us, this is able to get rid of the sin, including the sin of chetet tzedas, but thus is the ainsikasiba eftem galos, that which holds us back, the, the issue that holds us back in the galos, the pnei chateinu galinu, this is why we're stuck here, and as verts bederch memela bato dermasuva of galinu, and as kum tegula mitas vashtema toch meshech tzedkenu bimhera biyamenu mamish. So how are we bringing out the geula? By getting in tune with that deeper part of ourselves. And this we do by learning chsidis, teaching chsidis, living with chsidis, and bringing out our panemius. So going into Shabbos, first of all, the fact that you're learning this year is already kachin chsidis. You know, make a hachlata to share chsidis in whatever ways you can in the most tangible, connected ways that you can with the people that you're able to reach, starting, of course, first with your, with your own self, and then from there to other people, and any situation you come to, keep this in mind. Mitzvah, legales, it's my job in today's world to reveal, reveal, reveal what's really going on in the way that chsidis takes a look at whatever the perspective is. And in this way, we're going to see geula all around us in an open and revealed way, and it should be in payal mamish, bimhera, biamenu mamish. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to go into topic with this message. I knew you were going to like this one, Etty. This is a great way to kickstart the semester. Yeah. Um, all right. Have a beautiful, have a beautiful Thank you so much. Bye.